another edition of Sounding Board. Now, I've got some news for you, Andy. Okay. Is this good news? This is good news. This is, a, this is frankly amazing news. We've hit the heady heights of 10 in the podcast charts. We are 10th for politics in the podcast charts in Zimbabwe. <laughs> I knew something was coming. <laughs> Obviously, it can be that simple. Zimbabwe, we're in number 10. Zimbabwe, this is... Zimbabwe politics, we're right up there. I mean, Zimbabwe is ZANU-PF, Robert Mugabe. It's not known for its libertarianism. It, it's also not known for its political podcasts, but apparently we're popular there. Well, I think we should, I think we should celebrate it anyway. So, uh, well, maybe we'll have a little drink later. I've got some mystery scotch. Okay, that sounds good. Well, congr- congratulations anyway. To, to us. Th- thank you all, our listeners and viewers in, uh, in Zimbabwe or wherever else you may be. Now... We've wanted to do a book review for a while. Or rather, you have. You keep badgering me, so I, I want yeah, to talk about and it's not, it. It's not really a review, but I just, I just want to talk about it. So you see on people's websites, they obviously you know, they always have book lists and stuff, but nobody really goes into, into, you know, in, in depth about why they like certain books. So I'm going to interview you. You are. I'm going to interview you so that people get a chance to hear you speak a bit more than me for a change. And you've brought some books with you. I have. So what's your first one? So my first book, this is uh, Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt. And this is my favourite basic economics book. Now, uh, well, in fact, it's probably my favourite economics book ever. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I've, so, I've lent this to so many people. Um, how long have you had this? Years. Is this one of the first economics books you read? Uh, yeah, I think it might have been because it was recommended to me by, by several people um, or just, just ha- people just talk about Hazlitt as, as being like you know, the best starting point uh, for, for economics. And this is... So you've had that, what, five, ten years? Yeah, more? probably yeah, probably over five years. Okay. Maybe not quite ten because um, I wasn't really... I'm just thinking about your political journey and, and all that and where, at what point you read this. Uh, yeah, so I was probably... I may have still been a conservative voter yeah. So it may be, it may be kind it's of helped you down ago. the path. Yeah, I, I would, I would say so. I th- well, actually, I think, I think actually, I wrote, I, I read it after the machinery of freedom. Okay. In which case, I thought I think I'd probably dropped up a cliff by that stage. Yeah. But this book really helped me with my arguments. So there, are, there are lots of really good economics books out there. So there's basic, basic economics by Thomas Sowell. It's fantastic, but it's a tome. Yes. You know, and I haven't read the whole thing. You got it's one you've got to dip in and out of. This one you can read in a couple of evenings. Yes. I mean, so things like The Road to Serfdom um, is is very good, but it's it's almost it's almost as impenetrable as, is it as, very as Capital. It's really, really dense, right. really, really hard to read. I mean, it's not as bad as Capital because Capital is just utter gibberish, and you don't get anything from it. At least when you read Hayek, you know you can take something away from it. Um, but this is a really, really easy read. It demonstrates in real world examples. Uh, it's yeah, it's fantastic. So I can't. I can't recommend this enough. In fact, I've I've read it a few times. When I mean, we've done podcasts on different things, yeah, this is the first book I pick up uh, when I want to kind of get my arguments straight. And this was written. I think this was probably written. Yeah, when was it written? In the in yeah, in the forties, nineteen forty-six. Oh wow, I didn't realise it was that it's old. Really old, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still and it's been updated a couple of times. Yeah, but everything still applies today. Okay. Um, so this is if you if you if you want to pick up a book on, in economics. This, this is the one, Economics in One, one Lesson by Henry Hasslett. It's only a few pounds. Um, you read it in a couple of evenings. It's only a, a couple of hundred pages long. Uh, really easy to read. And yeah, I'd recommend it to, to anybody. Okay. Okay, you got, you, got any, you got any quotes or anything? Do you, want, do you want to read any passage from it? Or is, that, is it 
not quite good enough for that. There's, there's nothing, you know, you're not covering it in highlighter pen or anything like that. No, no. So it's, it's all about... You have to read a whole chapter kind of thing to get... Yeah, it's also the, the lesson, the one lesson that he teaches is to look at the whole picture without, without wishing to spoil the book. It's all about yeah. looking at the whole picture. So for example, he, he, will, he will talk about economists and politicians will only look at one thing at a time. Mm. So they'll, they'll have a policy that might, for example, divert funds or take taxes away from people uh, to save a particular industry. And all the focus will be on that particular industry. What they can't do uh, is they can't say, okay, well, all that tax that we've taken from everybody else, what would that have happened? What, what, what would yes. happen to that money? The counterfactual. It, it wouldn't have yeah. just vanished into thin air. So, you know, pe people are getting taxed less. They're perhaps they're spending less on food. They're spending less on clothing. It's all about looking at the big picture. And when you look at the big picture, you know, you can, you can come up with sensible economic policies, which are all quite libertarian as you might imagine well and this was going to be my question is does he have is there is there any statism at all in what he recommends so he's he's quite he's quite clear in that he's not an anarchist yes um but he so, he, so there are some things that he he acknowledges the state isn't good at but he thinks that, that, that nobody else can possibly do it so uh okay you know things like the army for example he's, he's you know perhaps it perhaps it you know perhaps the state isn't efficient at you know yeah, you know, providing funds for for an army, but he can't see any other way. So that's why he's he's, I have, a, he's he's a small state. He's a classical liberal. I mean, I have I have every sympathy for for people who have a degree of uh, of patriotism, who have a love for their country, and who therefore feel it should be defended and that that should be done, you know, en masse. Um, I think that's a very it's a very easy view to have, and um, I don't think it's a terrible one. Uh, so I think when people draw the line at things like a national defence, I have no, I have no problem with that. So what's next on your list? So that that was my only economics book. I thought yeah. I thought we'd go into stories <laughs> um, or, or fiction. Um, so the first one, I'm not sure if you can. Oh, kind of see this oh, on you screen. brought your Kindle. Yeah, because I didn't, I, I didn't have the actual, I don't have the actual book of this. But this is, and, and I, I wasn't sure which Orwell, but I've picked 1984. Okay. Um, so I was, I was toying with Animal Farm. Um, but I think I think 1984 is is more quotable, and there are certainly when you when you're com comparing what's going on today, you won't say oh, that, yes. that's, that's what happened in Animal Farm. But you can you can absolutely say that's you know that's double think, that's crime think, that's Ministry of Peace, that's down the memory hole. You know there there are so many things from 1984 that have that have come true. Um, yeah, that this is and, and it's not. This isn't an easy read, and I don't—I don't mean it, it's long, complicated words. I mean that it's—it's—it's it's, it's tough on the mind. You know, it's depressing. It's, it's full not, of despair. It's not it's, that nice a read. It's is not it? a nice. It's not a nice book at all. And and, and even I mean even Animal Farm, there are there are bits that are very very sad, but this is this is properly depressing in in, in parts. Um, but it's it's amazing, and and it's it's like it's like an instruction manual for the left. Um, you know the way that they kind of they, they try and erase everything and it's know, cancel culture. Burning. Yeah, cancel culture is very 1984. Is it the? I, oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. Is it the two minute hate or the five minute hate or two minute hate? Two minute, two minute hate. hate. Yeah, we're, we're almost close to that again, aren't we? At the moment. Yeah. So when did you first read that? This was this wasn't that long ago because I read Animal Farm, uh, but it was a long time until I actually read 1984. Yeah. Um, so this was probably this was within the last ten years as well. Okay. Um, this this was only a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and again, it was one. I think I think I had to read this with other books. There are certain books that you read. So I, I read uh, another. It's not in my list, but there's a book called 
Ordinary Men, uh, which is about uh, a, battal- a police battalion in Germany in the Second World War. Right. And how they turn from being ordin- you know, ordinary men, like you or I, about our age. Um, and obviously, they're, they're police officers. They're not quite the same as you or I. But they come from being standard police officers, not indoctrinated by the Nazis, not Hitler Youth, nothing like that. Standard police officers. Yeah. And then they kind of get towards you know, like the end of the war. And they're like, there are like three different subsections of these men. So they're the, the, the best of the bunch just do nothing. Don't prevent anything bad happening. They just kind of stand out of the way. Right. There were some who would do the killing, but not really like it. Yeah. And there were some who are out and out psychopaths who would yeah. just, you know, joke about taking Jews into the, you know, into the forest and, and, and shooting them in the back of the head. Um, and these were just people like you and I. Um, yeah. That wasn't an easy read either. So I had to, I had to read like a couple of chapters and then read something nice afterwards before I went to bed. 1984 is the same. You have to read something else so you don't have nightmares because it's pretty awful. It, but it is, it, is, no, so, it, it is a fantastic read and, and it will give you an idea of, of... I mean, Orwell was so... I mean, his, his predictions... He was ahead of his time, wasn't he? he was, yeah, he was so ahead of his time. Um, I mean, so I think, so this was written, I think this was written in the 40s as well. Mm. Um, and Winston Smith in 1984 would have been about his son's age, I think, because I think he, you know, he had a okay. young son, so he was kind of like writing it... For his to, generation. To what, what, he, what he thought you know, the world could be. It wasn't um, far off, just a couple of decades. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit, yeah, fa- fantastic, fantastic read. Okay. And what's next on your list? So this is, this is another, I'm not going to say dystopia. Well, I, 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 I Fiction. Guess it, it is dystopia. Yes, it's Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. So this is another, okay. this is another one that was kind of written as like a, a, mythical, a mythical future. Um, uh, Post-apocalyptic? Um, no, not, not not really post-apocalyptic. But, but this is this is just this, so. This is there's a world where again it's highly highly authoritarian. Uh, everything is based on consumption. So you you right. use stuff, you break it. You know, I mean, you properly wear it out deliberately so that somebody else can can make a new one, and you just go through that cycle again and again and again. So you never mend anything. You know, you might you know you kind so of so it's a trope on materialism in yes. that respect. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Okay. But highly, highly, highly authoritarian. Um, you're not really allowed to own anything, in, including like your wife, for example. You, don't, you know, people don't marry. They're encouraged to, you know, to. It's it's a bit. And the and the goods you're talking about wearing out. Do you own them? Do you own anything? Uh, yeah, but it, every, everything lasts for so such little time, and everyone is assigned things to do. Um, so right. you know, you are planned economy. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's it's this is planned economy taken to taken to eleven. Um, uh, is that the reason why nothing lasts? Because quality's gone down. It, no, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. Um, it, it, but it, but this, this this kind of assumes that they're good at stuff. They're still kind of good at making stuff. But they've just they right. They they've kind of engineered an economy to keep everyone. It's all about keeping everyone in work all at once. Oh, I see. And, so and this it's, is it's GDP. This this is the managed economy. This is the managed. Economy yeah, but it's but, about activity. Yes, not what it creates. So it's just the act of doing something. It's in that respect, it's it's Keynes with his ditch diggers and his ditch filler inners. Yeah, and you get and you've got different classes here as well. So you've got certain classes of people. Right. You've got your and I, I don't know if I can if I can find if I can find some of the names uh, that they give. Oh, the like, classes. Yeah. So you've got like harmless morons and and I think I've just made that up. <laughs> But, but there are there are the kind of different names for these kind of okay. these kind of classes ranging from like imbecile to the highly intelligent. And depending on what you are, you have 
different privileges. So it is. It's intelligence based. The oh, classes. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you say you say. Of course, I haven't read this book. Ah, oh, you haven't read it. Okay. Yeah. So it, yes, it is. Um, but it's, again, it's a great read. And then, so there's there's a bit in it where the protagonist kind of goes away from this uh, this kind of uh, well, the class is a utopia at the time, right? Uh, and kind of you know goes to see what life is like outside. Um, I don't agree with that bit because life is awful outside as well. It's it's basically like cavemen. Um, oh, I see. Right. So this right this does have all the hallmarks of kind of post-apocalypse type thing then where. You've got this created community. It's a bit like so. Do you remember Demolition Man? Yes. Where you've got the you know you've got like the kind of under the ground where where people okay. are free, but but they're eating rat burgers and life yeah. is, life is awful. It's a little bit like that. Right. Yeah. Free but bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and, and I think okay. I'm, I'm sure all the sucks is kind of you know after writing because he, he didn't he had no idea this book was going to be his. his, his and when was this written? I don't know. I'm going to get. I'm going to guess at the forty. I don't know. <laughs> it was. It was a long. It was a long time ago. Um, so it was published thirty-two. Oh crikey! Yeah. Okay. Um, you like books from that era, don't you? Apparently, apparently I do. Um, <laughs> but he's 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 written about. If he'd have written it again, he would have, he would have made you know the, the freedom guys you know different. Um, right. Because I wonder when when people write stories like this and now. The reason I bring up kind of post-apocalypse is that it, that's that's a whole genre of itself nowadays, both in books and in film, and I think some of them are are really deliberately trying to to say it would be really bad if we went a certain way. I don't I don't think he was. There's no he, message of communism bad in this or anything. I don't think he was writing this with a, 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 a you know with a heavy agenda. I think he was yes. just, you know. His, his kind of brain was going in this direction. He thought, you know what, I'm just going to see where this goes. Okay. Um, um, okay. But yeah, everything is about, you know, again, it's very, it's it's very, I mean, it's not, not communist, but it's collectivist. Everything's all about the community. Okay. You've got to do everything for the, for the, for the greater good of the community. So, for example, if somebody... If you, but there is a government in this that runs this, or it's just the course, top yeah, tier elite. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is it is it the top class that are well? Yeah. So if you, if you if you want to get into the government, you have to be in this obviously in, in this in this top tier. Right. Um, you have to be. You can't be a harmless moron or whatever they no. Whatever they're called. Um, okay. Yeah. You've, you've you've got to, you've got to be up here, and everything's about the community. So, so if there was a if there was a young lady who liked you, yeah, you you, you couldn't refuse to, to go out with her. Um, right. You know because it's it's for the good of the community. Um, and you've just got to do your job. And you've got to produce stuff. And you've got to use stuff. You've got to, you've got to use stuff. And you've got to use it to, to the point where it breaks because then you're keeping somebody else in a job. <laughs> I do churn. love that idea. It's, I, a, it's a great book. It's, yeah. it's a really great book. Um, so, so that's, so that's Brave New World? Brave New World. Right. Classic. This is, this is the third kind of dystopian novel, uh, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. This is a really, really short, easy book to read. It is um, very short, isn't it? Yeah. I've... <laughs> this is the 50th anniversary edition as well. So this was written a long, <laughs> a long time ago. When, when was this? When was this? Um, this would have been in the yeah, in the 50s, slightly older. Yeah. Oh, slightly younger. Sorry. Um, so I've I've seen Venn diagrams where people have drawn like kind of three circles. There's 1984, Brave New World, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451, and the bit where they converge in the middle. It's like you are here. Um, right. So this is another one. Of those. This is all about so. Fahrenheit 451, that's the temperature in which paper burns, or paper will just kind of ignite. Yes. Um, so this is all about book burning. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's all about a fireman 
but a fireman is not what a fireman is today. Um, so in, in, in this kind of dystopian future... When's, when's it set? Uh, I'm not sure it says. I'm not sure it says when it's set. Um, I mean, it, you've got to kind of say that it's in the future, um, but I'm not sure it says when. Is it a not-too-distant future? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. But yeah. basically, basically, everything is indestructible now, um, uh, or in this, in this timeline. Everything, everything is... So, um, you know, you, everything in your house, for example, is, is, yeah. is basically indestructible, made of metal or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if they catch you with any books, and the reason for that is if they catch you with any books, because they don't want anybody to read at all, if they catch you with any books, they'll send the fireman around. And the fireman will go around with their kind of blasters and just blast your entire house, which will get rid of to all... To try the, and make sure they get rid of books. Get rid of all the books. But leave everything but else leave untouched. Everything else. So that's what, that's what a fireman does. Right, and and this fireman um, is you know after he's been you know he's been a fireman for years he meets a, a young girl Clarice I think or Clarissa, um, and and she's just she's a proper free thinker um, again she's actually like a fourteen year old girl but she keeps challenging him like he sees her on his you know his walks home and she's asking him these awkward questions because she's just this free thinker, and then he goes to uh, he goes to like a, a job, uh, and he kind of steals a book and and he starts reading. And and he's this is when he so he's, books do exist they do because people 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 kind of you know still smuggle them away yeah um, and um, but yeah so he gets hold of this book uh, and then he starts reading and his kind of mind starts changing and it's all about his journey um, but yeah this is all this is all about all about book burning which again you know it happens I mean I just saw a tweet earlier on about somebody talking about burning his Harry Potter books because how? of wow. J.K. Rowling's latest stuff I was I was going to ask you how close are we. How close are we? Oh, this is happening already. I mean, it's obviously happened with the, you know, in, uh, you know, it's happened in the past with like kind of Nazi Germany and the fascists burning books. But yeah. But this, right. I suppose that's my point. How far do you think we are from people getting together in a public square with a big pile of books for a communal book burning? I don't think we're that far away. I can can see. Because all coming together and pulling down a statue, that. I, 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 it's not much different. No, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's different at all. I think it's in the same level. I, I, can, see, I can see millennials um, who are just so incensed that their favourite childhood author... Well, here's the thing. And they're going to be throwing their Harry Potter books into a big bonfire. November the 5th. All right, that's my prediction. November the 5th. There's going to be a big JK... They're going to be places where we're going to have JK Rowling... On the bonfire instead of as, guy a, as a guy, and they're going to be they're going to be burning Harry Potter books. Okay, I'm going to make a prediction now. I think somebody's yeah. going to do that. Well, she's not backing down, is she, J.K. No. Rowling? Uh, she's been she's been off again on on Twitter defending herself uh, against all manner of uh, stupid comments. Uh, oh, I'm not I'm not a biggest fan, but I you know the, the well, tweets no, she, in she, question she, were entirely reasonable. Yeah, weren't she's they? a massive lefty. Although I did see one tweet which I, I kind of commented on. She was saying. I've uh, I ignored this and I've ignored that and I've ignored that, but I kind of draw the line here. And then she does this huge tweet thread. Okay. And one of the things she's ignored, she's I've ignored people sending pornography to children. This, this, and I'm like, hang on, you ignored what exactly? Um, right. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I I kind of agree with her on the whole kind of sort of women's rights um, issue. Um, yeah. But I I can see I can see people people burning her books. And what is hilarious about that is that the the left. And particularly the SJWs. Not, yeah. not, I'm not talking about the good lefties. Yeah. As in people like, oh, you got some scotch. Mystery scotch for you. 
you know, I'm not talking about, you know, like your Dave Rubin's or he's probably not on the left anymore, you know, Eric Weinstein's, Sam yeah. Harris's, you know, the reasonable, reasonable people yeah. who are broadly on the left. I'm not going to open the damn thing. Um, you know, they're, they're not like that at all. But lots of, lots of kind of woke SJWs, they cannot handle people that they like artistically having different opinions yeah. from them. Um, so whereas you and I are used to everybody that we like has a different opinion from us, um, I could think of maybe... Clint Eastwood, I think that's it. He's probably the only actor who's, 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 who's a libertarian that I can think of off the top of my head. Love, love Clint Eastwood. Woody Harrelson, actually. He's identified as an anarchist before. Because he says, Has gov- he? Government is so bad, we should just get rid of it and start again. Um, really? So, yeah, Woody, ha- Woody Harrelson and Clint Eastwood. And that's it. That's basically what it is. I didn't know that. Um, you know, there are very few libertarian or, you know, no, musicians. Not in, not in that uh, uh, industry at all. So, so all, all the time, these kind of leftists and the, 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 the woke generation. Yeah. They're used to everyone having the same opinion. And as soon as someone, someone's opinion differs slightly, because J.K. Rowling is still a massive lefty. Yes. It's only on this one issue, but they just can't take it. And now they've got to burn all their books. Cancel. Cancel. Cheers. By the way, your health. Do you know what this is? I've got no idea what this is. Okay. Oh, that smells good. I, I was, I, do you know what? I was expecting from this, I was expecting peaty and smoky. And this isn't no, that it's at not, all. No, it's not at all. It's quite easy to drink. I'm not sure. I reckon that's. I think that's pretty Highland, possibly Speyside. Yeah, that's that's really too easy to drink. Yeah, I could I could just nick that. But yeah, so that's my that's my Fahrenheit. Do you think before we move on to your final book? Do you think that if these woke lefties actually read these books, that they would in any way question their beliefs and change their minds? Do you think part of it is not having an education and not willing to step outside of what they normally consume? These are some of these are short books. Fahrenheit 451 is not a long book. 1984. Do you think it will make a difference? Um, I don't think. I don't think Fahrenheit 451 is deep enough to change anyone who is that far down on, on that path, because it's not as. It's not quite as sinister or as, as you know, it's, there's not as much despair in it as, okay. as, say, 1984. I think if some leftists read 1984, then they might think, hold up a second, we can't go this far. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think there's probably a refusal to read it. Yes. Um, this is what I'm, on, I'm interested in. Do they put their fingers in their ears? Or do they say, oh, it's just fiction? Or, you know, do and they, they, they got bit, their excuses and that, ready? That, that's an, so that's another reason why I didn't really pick... Animal Farm. I mean, so, I mean, Animal Farm is still amazing, and it's got the. I really like that. It's got the greatest ending line I think of any book ever, which is something like the pig, the, the, the animals look from man to pig, then pig to man, then back to man to pig, and realise that they could not tell the difference. Yeah. And I don't know even know you can see this. Yeah. I've got goosebumps already just <laughs> just, I can just by that. reading that line. Um, it's, yeah. It's, Sorry, it's, it's amazing. But there's 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 a little bit. You know, and there's some are more equal than others. That's from that, isn't it? As well, is that? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think so. As you um, say, I'll, squ- I'll squealer, I think. But there's a little bit of, you know, real socialism that just hasn't been tried. You know, there, there's a, there's a bit of who's the who's the pig that's that's Trotsky that gets kind of run out. I can't, I can't remember. I read Animal Farm when I was about eleven. Yes, yeah, I didn't read it as young as you. I, right. I read it as an adult. I was I was like prescribed it by um, by my English teacher. 
in like year seven. Miss Sydney? Yeah, because we shared, we shared an yeah, English she, teacher. She didn't we? give that to me though. I didn't do that one. Right. Yeah. I don't, don't know whether she thought I needed to be. <laughs> so I've never been worried been, about you. <laughs> no, exactly. I've never been collectivist in my life. But um, uh, I, I read this and absolutely loved it. I remember, I remember, in fact, I read out, I remember in class, I read out the final scene. Wow. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. See, I didn't, even though I was an, I was an adult, I didn't, I didn't know and I didn't realise either that it was about the Russian Revolution at the time. I just read oh, it. Oh, no, as, I didn't either. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's forgivable as a child. Yeah. I should have probably known <laughs> by the time I read it as an adult. But I, I just thought it was this great story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I thought... It, didn't didn't, didn't I quite think, realize i think i can remember i can remember mum or dad um saying just basically this is about communism and kind of going oh right okay but then it's always been useful to have that as this backdrop as, as something to as a model to refer to with certain things and then go oh, i just like <laughs> and in that respect, it's really useful. 1984 is like that on steroids. Yes, um, and for and for now, for yeah. for for cancel culture and uh, and groupthink and all yeah. that, all that. Yeah, absolutely. But the, 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 so there's a little bit in Animal Farm where it's okay. You know, real socialism has never been tried. If the, the Trotsky pig kind of got in, things would have perhaps been a little bit different. And it's it's still an amazing read. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. I think 1984 you probably is is more is more shocking. Um, I think 1984 has the the, the potential of, of changing people's minds. Right. Um, I don't think I don't think Brave New World will change anybody's mind really because it's 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 quite ridiculous. Um, yes. But it's it's a fantastic read. It is it is a great read. Um, okay. So I'd still really really recommend it. And so onto your final My final book, one, you could which is a tome. You could probably have guessed that this would have been down there somewhere. Um, this is this has been well read. This is Ayn Rand. Um, Atlas shrugged. Atlas shrugged. Okay, um, so this is, yeah, this is. When did you get that? I can pages. tell. I can tell you've read that a lot from the from the state. I've it. also got it on Kindle. Oh, okay. So I've got it. I've got. I've kind of read it on Kindle as well. Um, when did she write this? Uh, <laughs> the forties. I think. Actually, no, no, no. This no. It was the fifties. Nineteen fifty-seven. The Fountainhead, which she wrote in the forties. Right. Okay. Um, the Fountainhead is the one with the courtroom scene that. Supposedly, Sajid Javid reads every year or whatever. Is, oh, is that is that the one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that is the one he reads because there, there are some good courtroom scenes in here as well. Right. Um, I think. I think. I'll. I'll be honest. Architecture is. Um, I've not read any Ayn Rand at all. I'm not a big reader, but I'm. I've, I've, I haven't read. I think. I think you would enjoy this. Yeah. Um, so, this gets this gets a lot of stick, and I don't just yes. mean I don't just mean stick from. From left wingers who just refuse to understand it, yeah. Um, but it gets stick from. So, I mean, even people who like it don't big it up. This, so this, yes. is, this is this is very much like capitalism, in that people kind of apologise for it, and even the people who like right. it don't say, really big it but, up. So, for right. example, so Dan Hannan will say that Atlas Shrugged doesn't really work as a novel. Um, I've heard him say that on a number of occasions. Right. And he's, he's described it it's as It's good being, to give examples of things, but it's not, doesn't Yeah, and he's described it as like a bunch of speeches knitted together and stuff like that. What do you think? I think it's a great story. It's a fantastic right. story. And I, because I, I was, because of, because of Dan Hannon, I didn't read this at first. Because I remember thinking, this is, this is 1,100 pages long. I'm I don't, not just going yeah. to read it if it's not going to be an enjoyable read. I'll, 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 I'll just keep putting it off and putting it off. 
And I spoke to a libertarian friend of mine um, who sadly passed away actually a few years ago. But she, um, her and her boyfriend were, were both kind of raving. They seem to oh, she described raving. as raving libertarian, and he was like an anarcho-capitalist. Um, and um, I, I used to talk to them a lot back in the days when I was still kind of a conservative voter. And I think she was at the time as well. Which we were both kind of going on that journey. Yeah, both on that journey. She was further, a lot further ahead than than, than I was. Um, but I would ask her and, and, and her boyfriend um, that stuff to stuff to read, and I remember he he um, he sent me the link to the Machinery of Freedom because I was I was, right. I was asking about police something I can't I just can't get my head around how yeah. private police would work, and he's like, yeah, it's got this fantastic book, read the Machinery of Freedom. So I read that. Um, I remember asking her about Out of the Struggle because she read it before me, and I said, look, I've heard a lot of bad things about it. What's in lots of long speeches and stuff? What's it like? She's like, it's brilliant. She said, there's a, it's a really long speech at the end. It's like about hundred pages, but it goes like that. It's it's a really it's a page turner. Is it a page turner? It is a page turner. And you think it does hang together as a novel? It does. It's a fantastic story. So are these just copologists then? Even even yeah you, yeah. I know, and I you know there are you know there's no I mean there's no there's there's no altruism in it. Of course, um, but there's no. There's so no Ayn Rand, the founder of objectivism. Yes, yeah, um, but there's also, no, and, and I wouldn't expect altruism in in here at all. But there's also there's also no charity, which I think people wrongly conflate with with, with altruism. Right. Um, so if you if you if you listen to Yaron uh, Brook talk about altruism, he's talking about yep. altruism is is sacrificing. It's doing something. Yes. It's it, you know it's, it's properly making a sacrifice. It's not doing something just for the good of you and for the good of somebody else. Yeah. It's you know sacrificing something. It's doing something bad for you. You know in order, you can't just do something good for somebody else. It has to be bad for you in order to, for it to be good. Yeah. That's that's altruism. Um, so there's none of that. But there's also no no real charity as well. It's like everybody has to work for everything. But there are no right. there are no examples of people really needing help in here mm. you know so the, 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 there's no is it believable yeah I think it is I think it is it's another one that and, and this is you know leftists I'm going to get through this so this is not going to change no. anybody's minds no and because there's no charity stuff it's in kind there, of why people... I didn't talk about that until oh, I, mean, I, I left I left this at the end because I thought that's not going to change anyone's mind it's, it's, it, it's there for fanboys yeah but, it, but and so Michael Malice I think that, so he, he describes Ayn Rand very well in the she doesn't have all the answers, but she asks all the right questions, <laughs> which is, I mean, he's, he's, he's as eloquent as you can, you can imagine. Um, but yeah, this is a fantastic story. And I, I, I like her writing style. I, okay. I, I, enjoyed, okay. I enjoyed reading this. You know, I remember from, from, from picking it up from the word, you know, literally from the word go. I was just finding myself every evening kind of reading as much as possible, reading chapter after chapter, and then just kind of nodding off and thinking, I'm reading the same sentence again and again. I'm going to have to kind of go back to that tomorrow. But so not one that you need to read something nice afterwards. No, this, this, this is a fantastic story. And there are, there are lots of things in here that are kind of happening now as well. Okay. So there are lots of kind of rules and regulations stuck in place. There's like the anti-doggy-dog rule where you can't own too many industries. And there are things like... Right, towards the end, when everything when everything goes wrong, because basically, Pete, without wishing to give the story away, yeah, and and you if you read the book, you know, in the first few pages, you'll understand this. People keep vanishing, right, um, and it's the productive people who who just mysteriously disappear, right. Um, so you know, kind of industry leaders and owners, and they just keep you know they, they're kind of slowly vanishing, and people wonder what what's going on, um, and of course, you know, when the most productive people in society start disappearing things go wrong right um okay and then so what they do is they, they tr like towards the end they they do absolutely anything possible to keep things at the status quo 
So you must buy the same amount of right. everything that you bought last month and last year. You know, we can't we can't afford you know we're not gonna we can't afford we to don't grow. we can't afford to, to do anything, we can't afford to risk getting any better. So we're just gonna keep things exactly the way they are. And right. this this reminds me of sorry to point. Um, remember when you were talking to me the other day about rules about businesses going under and you, you can't yes. be allowed to go under. That's all in here. Is it? It's all in here. You can't, you know, it, it's the point where, okay, you can't go under. You must buy, as a business, you must buy the same amount of, you know, of paper from the paper supplier every yes. single month, whether you need it or not. Uh, you know, this, this company here where we're at provides internet connections. Nobody can cancel their internet connection. They're yes. like, you know, you need to so keep the same. Kind of steady state. It's all about maintenance because they, they, they don't want to get any worse. Sustainability. Yeah. And that, that's all in here. Okay. Um, and it's a fantastic, fantastic story. Really, really enjoyable. So is it a cautionary tale? Of course. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is it. As I say, I've not, I've not read Rand. Um, I, think, I, think you would, I think you would enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, I think you would enjoy this. You, 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 you'd like some of the characters. John Galt is a fantastic character. Um, Dagny Taggart is, is brilliant. I've got Henry such, Reardon. It's, I've got such a long reading list at the moment. And it, it's because I do need to read this stuff. I spend, we're, we're sat in, in my office, I spend an awful lot of time here, not physically but mentally, and a lot of my off time isn't off time at all from, from this, uh, and so I find very little time to, and I, I do consume, I, I, I read a lot, I just read a lot of, of tech, I read a lot of stuff to do with running this business, and that's why, but I, I do need to carve out more time. That's going to take me some time. It will take you a while, but it, it, is, it is a really enjoyable book. So the only th- I guess the only things that aren't great, there are, there are a couple of sex scenes in here. Right. So Ayn Rand isn't the best at writing sex scenes. <laughs> but, but that, are, they, that, are they needed for the story? Does it work? Is it just bad writing at that point? Um, I mean, they're, they're kind of, you, you need to kind of know the relationships that people yeah. are having. Um, but that, but that it doesn't is, really need it, yeah. yeah. That is literally the only criticism that I could ever make of this but and even then they're not terrible and, and, yeah. and you can you can get through them yeah um but yeah really really enjoyable excellent you know i bought i bought this in hardback i bought it in it's quite even, even as a paperback it's quite heavy um mm. you know i bought so i bought it on the i'd recommend buying it on the kindle um, yeah so it's a bit more a bit more lightweight i know um, i know it's all about ownership of, of stuff but i'm all about the kindle and like you do own it it's just you own it on a platform that obviously one day might not exist but even then, you still download it, and and it's on your it's on your device. You don't actually need to be connected to have your book once it's downloaded. So I do. Yeah, although I do like although Amazon have been deleting books, haven't they? Have they? In fact, they were. So I remember the books delete, that you books that people have bought. Books that you bought, yeah. How does that work? That, in fact, they were doing it when I bought. I mean, so that Kindle, that's an old one. That's probably well, yes, ten years old or so. Mine is maybe the generation above that, but that's yeah. it. Um, yes. Yeah, so if they if they don't, Amazon have been burning digital books. Yeah, they have. Yeah, um, and they said why? What what books have been doing? So there've been books with C with you know if, if if a book if they if if a book has some kind of for example paedophilia in it, even if it's like a cautionary right. tale or something like that. Oh they've God, been, they've started. They've been, they've been, they've been yeah, they're, ten years ago they were doing it. So you buy you buy I didn't know this. You buy a book on Amazon, and you know like you'd come back a month later and they'll have deleted it from you. You know the next time you go online it'll even though you've bought it. Even though you've bought it, and they're not refunding you either. They're just deleting it. Interesting. Um, Kindle for reading in bed. Totally. Because you can, totally. you can lie down and you don't have to kind oh, of shift you, you your position. You don't, need, you don't need the strength to hold it. Yeah, and you don't need to shift the position depending on whether you're reading the left page or the right page. You yeah. can just get comfortable position, just tap, tap, tap. Um, yeah. So yeah, much lighter. 
Um, I do like having proper books. So I've often, I've often, I mean, so this, this way, I've, I've, I bought the, I bought the paperback first, and then I bought it on the Kindle, um, you know, for, for future reading. Um, most books, if I like it, if I buy it on the Kindle and I like it, you'll then buy it. I'll buy the, I'll buy the, the, the physical copy and have it on my bookshelf because I do like I do Kindle for convenience, like book for. Yeah, and if, it, if it's a book that I'm not going to read in bed, I, I'm, I'm happy to, to have a, you know, have a, yeah. have a proper book to start off with. Um, yeah, but yeah, if I'm reading it in bed, Kindle all the way. I didn't realise that about about Amazon. I mean, what's next? Films as well, you know. What what else are we going to? buy that's yeah and, and currently it's paedophilia but what what will it be will it be you know say 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 amazon yeah you know suddenly become woke and, yeah. and will you know will they be deleting dave rubin's don't burn this book um you know from it's a, from, it's a very clever name yeah yeah interesting okay well so that, that's my five i mean obviously i could i could go on and and you know i could i could talk about 100 books but you know five books that people should read well, thank you very much for sharing your your five books. You're welcome. Hopefully, some of our listeners and viewers at Sounding Board will either already have read them. I'm sure some, you know, you've you've hit some good ones there with 1984 and stuff like that. Um, I I certainly wasn't aware um, of. Uh, sorry, what was the other dystopian one? Fahrenheit 451. No, no, no. Brave New World. Brave New World. wasn't aware wasn't aware of that one. There you go. Thank give you it, very give much. Read. Give it a read. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I'll give this one a read because uh, uh, I need to. I need to get back into fiction, uh, even though there might be some elements of this that are a bit more like now. Thank you very much. Maybe another time I'll bring some books that I have read <laughs> that I can talk to you about as well. Uh, but Asterix, we sh- Tintin. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, some some tech articles, <laughs> um, but uh, but I'm sure I'm sure you're going to do this again as well and bring some other books. Yeah, for sure. And we'll do this again. Thanks very much for listening to Sounding Board and watching us if you're on YouTube. Please share us, rate us, review us, and we'll see you again next time.